Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Brown, and today is thir- Thursday, November 5th, 2020. Thursday, no- November 5th, 2020. I am currently on the road. I camped last night on the coast, and I am heading back south on my road trip. I need to get a haircut. But in the meanwhile, I was listening to some more Gary V podcasts. And I had something that came up to my mind. I want to talk about work ethic today. And then I want to talk about who you are, quote, destined to be. Now, I want to talk about work ethic. Let's start off with work ethic. Um, I believe that... Okay. Oh, shit. I'm trying to describe my work ethic. Um, I'm a very... This isn't me trying to play my own ego. This is just based on observation, this is what also other people have told me. I am very uh, hardworking, I am very driven, and I'm also very motivated. I'm also really interested to see how I became so motivated when um, earlier in my life I was just so unmotivated to do anything, and now I'm just so motivated. I think what I have is just, I keep talking about it, is post-traumatic growth. Uh, I just want to grow so much because I was lacking earlier in my life and I want to uh, catch up and make up for lost time. So partly why I have such a hard drive and such a hard work ethic is because I'm just trying to catch up to what I have missed. Now, I'm at a point right now where I'm probably one of the hardest working um, 20 year olds, one of the hardest working people in general. Uh, I think that I work hard and my own personal aspect, you know, if you ask my coworkers um, in terms of my job with the military, I probably couldn't give two shits just because I don't. And with my personal thing, with my photography business or maybe with my business consulting or even a marketing uh, business I'm trying to do, I think that I work really hard at it and I really like to learn and I'm trying to grow. And with, with work ethic, um, I remember with the Air Force Academy, one of the questions was to define your work ethic, and I didn't quite, I know my work ethic, I just didn't know how to put it into words, if that made any sense. Like, you have to see me in action to really understand my work ethic, rather than me talk about it, because I can bullshit my way through anything. I see, I see some people that started their own business. So, so something that really ticked me off, that made me jealous, jealous enough to really work even harder was my cousin, Reese Brown. Reese Brown, he started a, uh, he started a videography business called R. Tyler Films. He started in March 2020. The worst time to start a business, to be an entrepreneur, right at the start of COVID. He's made thousands of dollars already with his business. And I'm thinking, wow, he just started with a camera. And I've been making videos since I was 16, on and off. But now, like with my YouTube channel, I've been making a lot of videos. And also with my Instagram story, I almost always have content on my Instagram story. And I've almost... uh, I'm really good, I'm not gonna say I've mastered, but I would say I could master it, but what I'm saying is I'm really good at portrait um, audio-visual design. 
the portrait view when you look at your Instagram story, your Snapchat story, Facebook story, I'm really good at the vertical filming because I've done it for so long. I've been active on the Instagram story ever since it came out in like, what, 2014, 2015? Shoot, I missed my turn. Um, hold on. Here. Work ethic. Yeah, I see that. I see other people, quote unquote, rich snobs, and they, they, um, a lot of them probably started off by having some sort of cushion. They probably had a legacy or some sort of uh, heirloom or heritage that supported them. Now, for me, I entered the military with nothing but the clothes in my back. I remember I only had like $30 in my bank account when, when I was entering the military. And I've just pretty much started from nothing. And also, um, you know, I have a family and all that. But I, don't, I never really cared on them for their support just because it's always been me. And I've always had to do things myself. If I wanted something, I would go out and do it myself. I would get it myself. I would talk my way into getting what I want. And now I'm really good at that. Um, you can call it manipulation. I don't think it's manipulation. I think it's just drive. It's all about that tool that you use, you know, like a gun, a shotgun. Could be used to absolutely blow someone up. It could blow up another person with a shotgun. Or you can hunt and you have food for the next, what, month? How much food does a deer give you? How much does that last? A week, a month? It's all about that tool with your words of persuasion. So so going back to work ethic, I don't want to um, diverse too much. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get off track too much. Work ethic. You know, I see some other entrepreneurs and I see them doing things that they're not willing to do that I'm willing to do. This is a quote, I don't remember who told me, but it was just so powerful to me. It's this quote, and I even tell myself this to this day. Successful people do things that unsuccessful people aren't willing, willing to do. I think I heard that in basic training. You know, I wanna talk about basic training also again. Also, I wanna talk about basic training and, and, um, in a couple minutes. But successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. So I didn't know this, but waking up at 5 a.m. is really rare. Um, having a, such a drive and passion for life is really rare. Having such a motivation to do and find what you love is really rare. Running, doing physical exercise is really rare. Having a strict diet, being super conscious of what you eat, is super rare. Finding yourself spiritually, whether it's with Christ, whether it's with church, God, or yoga, that is super rare to try and find, to even get out of that comfort zone of church and explore other spirituality, that is super rare. To be able to get out of your comfort zone and, and self-explore and find things that might make you uncomfortable, but that at first, might make you uncomfortable at first just because it's uh, new to you, but once you find out what your new thing is and it's just more uh, suiting to you and your personality, that's super rare. And I realize that for me, I'm a very unique person. 
and I'm realizing this at 20 years old and for the longest time I didn't believe it just because I remember I would say things like oh man I want to do this when I'm older I want to do that I remember one time there was like a men's health magazine and it was like world's sexiest man or something like that like John Lennon got it one time Adam Levine got it one time and I said like oh yeah I'm gonna do that someday and someone told me oh Eric you're never gonna get that and I fucking believe that person I believed that motherfucker um now I know and I understand my worth I remember back then I was 12 when I said that but now I know and understand my worth so much so that other people can try and tell me what to do and not do or they can try and sway me especially especially my parents especially my parents but I am so certain in myself enough and I know myself enough where I know what I like and I know what I want and I know where I'm going that what other people say doesn't matter to me anymore now of course I love my parents you know they adopted me they took care of me they put clothes on my back they fed me but now I'm on my own. This is my life now. Work ethic. I forgot what the second topic was, but let's go back to basic training. Um, basic training was probably the best and hardest time in my whole entire Air Force career. I say best because I grew so much then and we had such a tight-knit flight we grew so much as humans i grew so much as a person i learned so much more about myself i ended up getting honor guard on honor graduate i got honor graduate and i remember like when i was younger people thought oh you will never join the military eric oh yeah fucking watch me fucking watch me oh eric you're never gonna do shit in life look at you sell your past you're not gonna get anywhere oh yeah I'm further than you already and I'm not stopping and I won't stop so I will be further than anyone else I just need to find and hone in on what my thing is and once I find that I'm going to absolutely take off with it now for me photography is really important to me and yoga is super important to me but I feel like there's more I feel like there's more I can impact people I feel like I can impact people on a on a on a deeper level now that's why I think the whole business consulting, that's why I think counseling as well. I have, I, I have uh, an absurd amount of life experience, life knowledge and wisdom in general for a person, but also especially for someone 20 years old, for someone so young. And I remember I was told even at 12, 13, eight years old, oh, you should be a counselor. Wow, that was really powerful, Eric. Thank you for telling me that. I, I just... I feel like, you know, just, I'm just blessed by God or something had to have happened. Something had to have happened to me that was just so special or so unique that I'm just a whole, I'm in a whole nother ballpark. I'm in another game. I'm in another level. <clears throat> Work ethic. Um, I'm going to pause this. I don't remember what the other thing was. Oh, let's talk about basic training again. So basic training was an awesome time. I grew so much. I got out of the, out of the basic training, you know, with, all, with, with huge pride, huge pride. And I thought, oh man, I'm going to go on active duty and I'm going to fucking rock it, right? And here I am. The thing is now, 
active duty and basic training are two completely different things because um, you start to relax. You get complacent, especially active duty. Because you don't have to wake up at five in the morning anymore. You don't have to make your bed. You can eat whatever you want. You can go back to your smoking habit. Now, you do whatever you want in life. But for me, I just thought that I spent so much time to attain this discipline. And then why would I let that go? It's like, well, why did I even join the military is what I was thinking. And now the military isn't what I thought it was. I've also had um, a lot of opportunities that could have been given to me and were given to other people. And I know for a fact that I could have done a better job, but no one's, no one, no one believes in me. I remember that no one has ever believed in me. I had to always have believed in myself. The only person that I know right now that believes, truly believes in me is my grandmother, Baka, but she doesn't call me. Uh, we don't really talk a, a whole lot. Like we don't talk every day. She's actually afraid to call me for some reason. Like she always says like, oh, Eric, I think of you. And man, I always think like, just pick up the phone and call Eric, but I don't. So that's subconscious. I don't know why she doesn't call me. That's fine. I call her sometimes. Nothing, we don't have anything against each other. As a matter of fact, I love Baca to death. She's awesome. She means a lot. She means the world to me. Um, let me go in the right lane. But the only person that I know that absolutely, truly believes in me and knows me more than anyone else is Baca because she's seen it from a third eye, from a third perspective. She knows me. All right, I'm going around, y'all. Yeah. Hold on. Give me a second. There we go. Come on, you drive a truck. I drive a fucking front wheel drive car. How am I going past you? Let's go. Slow poke, slow poke. Jeez Louise. Uh, road rage, yeah. We could talk about that later, but no. Um, work ethic, basic military training, the Air Force. Military, yeah, so I've been fucked over a lot. Um, and I've had my trust and some people broken as well. And I also feel like it's back to high school again. That's how the adult world is. It's back like you're back in fucking high school. Hard Rock High, 726, Hard Rock High. It's bullshit is what it is. I know that people talk shit behind my back. And I know that I talk a lot. I know that I talk a lot, I'm very outspoken. And because of that, people don't like that. People see that as intimidating. People may even see that as immature. And there's a lot of opportunity. I've, and I've even expressed the fact that, oh man, I wanna grow, like I'm super motivated. But no one ever gives me opportunities. No one has, also no one has, um, no one has put themselves in me. What I was told in basic training was, oh yeah, you're gonna have your supervisor and they're gonna quote, work on you. They're gonna quote, work on you. I was like, yeah, I want someone to work on me. I want someone to develop me, to inspire me help me no one has done shit like that there's been there's been little pieces here and there right there's been little pieces of advice but there hasn't been like consistent feedback there hasn't been like regular um personal development you know what i do at work is i sit no 
that's not you know everyone else does that work I could easily do this as well is they sit and they scroll on their phone for seven hours they go to lunch no they go they work for six and a half hours they go to lunch for an hour and a half and then they do the same shit every day Monday through Friday unless once in a blue moon aka every once every week every two weeks every three weeks we get what's called a detox which is a mission which is a simulated mission that is easy you pick your nose through those missions of our blue air and we have simulated red air coming towards us and we kill all the red air we're like, okay we're good all right let's leave but then they expect us to go down range to Abu Dhabi and fight a real war with aircraft that are much more trickier and with rules of engagement that are much more complicated than GBA liberal and they expect us to know which really sucks and is really stupid and there's a lot that is flawed with the Air Force also the Air Force is very slow at adapting to change they haven't even integrated into social media as much as they should be they're very behind the times and I know that from my perspective and what I'm seeing that the US military better act fast with their regulations and policies to advance otherwise um, other countries are going to see that and they're going to act faster I know that our adversaries right now are Russia and China North Korea not as much they're just too small and too poor but with Russia and China I'm especially afraid of China because China is really good at what they're doing and they can easily easily wipe out the United States the only reason why they haven't is because the US has a big debt we owe a lot to China and if they attacked us then they never would get their money back and that's the only thing why we haven't broken into World War 3 now this is just me A1C Eric Brown Mr. Two Stripes right here talking this and what my perspective is but I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna uh, see what my other topic was so that was my little bit on work ethic um, I will move harder and I will move faster and I will find ways that you're not working or moving and I will exploit that and then I'm going to work harder and faster in the areas you're not working in so that way I can get a higher ground have a higher advantage Gary V was just talking about um, outperforming if you outperform you're gonna be better Tesla came out in what 2008 they uh, probably worst time to start a car company company in general but a car company especially but guess what they outperformed and they had a better car than everyone else the whole electric era and now they're one of the best car companies in the world fortune 500 Elon Musk is one of the richest people in the world if he can do that if Elon Musk can do that I can do that I can easily do that now I don't need anyone to believe in me anymore and now because I've cut that out in life that is absurdly dangerous as well because now I don't care what anyone else thinks no one can possibly drag me down now it's just me I have no chains attached to my ankle as I'm trying to fly and that is just really dangerous for my competitors now I'm very excited to see where I'm gonna be in life I'm very excited to see what's gonna happen I remember uh, I read my journal back and summer 2018 it was me uh, talking about how I wanted to grow how I wanted to start new habits I wanted to change and it's just slowly and progressively it was like a snowball down a mountain just 
just the snowball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm excited to see uh, where I'm gonna be in the next five years I'm excited to see what's gonna happen in the next year after deployment I'm excited to see what my new perspective on life is going to be like okay so I talked about work ethic and who you are destined to be now for the longest time what I thought was so I grew up um, or not grew up I found Christ I found the church at the end of senior year I volunteered a uh, part of my summer towards this camp it's called castaway club which is this young life it's a church camp in Minnesota on the lake in Minnesota Okay, I'm out of stop sign. I'm gonna stop life. Who you are destined to be. So, so um, there's some some especially contemporary gospel music where it's about um, God. You tell me who I am to be. Oh, I can't do it myself. I'm giving it up all to you. And. Now, I think that's just very naive. Um, I've kind of lost my faith in the church simply because I just don't believe in it anymore. I also don't um, think that it's, I, I don't think it's very responsible to let yourself be naive to a pastor, to be open to um, his or her opinions and views, just because it's a lot of bias. You know, you could twist and turn the gospel to be whichever way you want it to be, really. It's my perspective. You may argue it with me, and that's okay. That's okay. So who you are just... Oh my gosh, let's go. Come on, car. Um, saying that you're not enough as a person. I am who you say I am. I am broken, right? Your blood. Like, what the... F like, now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck is... Like, what kind of music is this? Like, what in the world? Like, it's just some absurd things now. In my mind, I think it's quite absurd. So, when you give up your life, and you, so pretty with the church, uh, I've been to quite a few churches and pastors are different. And you know, one thing that especially set me off was I went to Life Church at, at uh, on Eagle Road in Meridian, Idaho. It's called Life Church. And the pastor was essentially making fun of people who are into Eastern spiritual beliefs, AKA yoga slash meditation. I remember what he was, he was mocking them in a way. And I felt, I just didn't appreciate it because one, you're supposed to love everyone, right? Maybe he was joking. Sure. Okay. God has a sense of humor. I understand that. But, but he just didn't deliver it in the right way. And it just rubbed me the wrong way I felt like he had some sort of prejudice towards it and if you go to another church another pastor is going to have something else they might say something different 
I especially look at a church and how they view the LGBT community. Um, I think it's disgusting how some pastors um, think that if you if you're not straight, then it's a sin and you deserve to go to hell. I think that's totally not okay. Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Oh shoot, 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 shoot. Tarbor Avenue. Yep. Um, I think Jesus didn't. Oh, I know. Jesus denied nobody, the tax collectors, prostitutes, the quote-unquote sinners, people with leprosy. Jesus denied nobody. And if you're a pastor of a church, especially you as human, not part human, part God, have no right or authority to deny anyone of church. And so if you say, oh, God, you are on the throne, not me. You say who I am. Well, essentially, you're letting the pastor have an influence as well. So are you really being yourself or are you letting the pastor tell you who you are to be? Which just sounds really dangerous because let's say I wanted to be some type of person, but my pastor was telling me I had to be someone else because that's what God called me to do. Well, that's not what I want to do. So am I really going to be happy? No. So that's not okay. I don't think that's right. Doing um, what you're called to do, you have to try everything and find what your thing is. I thought, you know, God called me to be uh, a tech person, be involved in technology, create technology. That's not what I want to do. It's something that I was good at at the time something that pays really well. I wanted to do it, or I thought I did. All right, let's go. I thought I wanted to do it. But now I've kind of gone a different path in life, and that's okay. You try different foods, right? You try Thai food, or you live in Thailand, and you try Thai food all your life. Then you go to America, and you eat a burger, and you're like, holy crap, what is this? Or you live in America and you've been eating burgers and chicken tenders and McDonald's your whole life. And then you go you go to Mexico and you try a bur- you try a burrito, you try tacos, you try a carne asada, try some rice and beans, you try those new flavors, you try some enchiladas. It's a whole new world. It's not bad. And also, I feel like curiosity and exploring things in life is just seen as shunned, especially things sexually um, in the church, just because they don't understand it, I suppose. I don't think that's okay. I think you should be free and open to do what you want. And, you know, the church is all about being free and having freedom, but then there's all these uh, rules associated with what you can and can't do. There's a lot of societal pressure, especially in the church. I know that even with the current day, with um, modern media, the church feels attacked. So naturally, the church will demonize social media. They demonize the phones. But that's how the church is going to grow. That's the next generation for the church. That's how the church is going to grow. 
is through using social media and using what's current. When the printing press came out, they didn't demonize the printing press. Guess what? They can print more Bibles and distribute them out. What about now? You can spread your message across with social media. I don't understand why people demonize technology. Um, this is uh, this is me stealing Gary Vee again. Your, uh, my mom, your mom, my dad, your dad was probably on a three-way call, sitting on their uh, sitting on their bed. Think about the movie. Uh, think about those '80s. Um, 80s uh, slice of life movies those 80s coming of age movies you know you sit on your bed and you have what cosmopolitan you have vogue magazine right you're on a three-way call with your friends while you're painting your nails what's so different with that now facetime social media sharing posts it's the same thing oh popularity what about what about um same thing like prom queen prom king prom royalty now it's the same thing but with Instagram likes Instagram followers so who you are meant to be I don't think that um, an outside source tells you who you can and can't be I think that's all up to you and that's especially free because you are absolutely open to do whatever but as also especially scary because you there's just so much in the world that you can do anything in life. No one tells you what you can and can't be. There's no like, oh, I got a sign from God. No, you didn't get a sign from God. There's just a lot of coincidences and people um, swaying you in a way where you think it's from God, but really it was just people telling you the same thing. For example, if I was a pastor and I wanted John to be a plumber, I would just tell people, you know, I think John would be a good plumber. Hey, why don't we have John do some plumbing things? And then you have other people telling John about plumber things or things about pipes. And now John's world is surrounded by plumbing and pipes. Now John, th John thinks, oh man, I want to be a plumber. I think I'm called to be a plumber. I think God's calling me to be a plumber. No, I'm the pastor and I wanted him to be a plumber. Therefore, I influenced that's really what it is is influence and that power now if you're a Christian and you're hearing this you might you might disagree with me but I think what you should actually be asking is what happened instead of getting upset I think you should be asking what happened who hurt you Eric what happened in your life Eric who influenced you, Eric? Who hurt you, Eric? Who led you down the wrong path, Eric? I don't think it was any one particular person. I think it was just a collective effort and a collective group of people. Little bits here and there where I'm just fed up and now I just do my own thing in life. Do I go to church still? I haven't gone to church a whole lot since COVID. Um, I actually was, I have my notes on church. I don't think church is for me anymore. Is that weird to say? I don't know. I used to be, I used to be so involved in church. Holy crap. I used to be like, oh man, I have to go to church every Sunday. 
I have to do this, I have to do that, you know. I was that, I was that Christian, you know, dressed up sharp, ready, dressed up for God, right? I had my tea, I didn't drink coffee, I don't drink coffee. But I had my tea, my little Starbucks, reusable Starbucks mug, my little to-go mug, I had my tea, I had my Bible, you know, the leather one, the good one. I had my little journal to go with my Bible in case I wanted to take notes. I had my pen. I also had mint gum in my pocket so that I'd get some fresh breath. My hair is all nice and good. You know, I stayed afterwards, after church, I stayed. Let's go, car. Jesus Christ. Jeez Louise. Let's go. Stayed after church. You know, you talked around. You went to brunch afterwards. All sharp, still dressed up. You know, just to tell everyone, hey, I went to church. I'm better than you. I went to church. God loves me. I'm a good boy. I was that guy. I was that kid. A lot has happened. A lot has changed. And now I'm just waiting like, I'm thinking about Jonah. If you run away from God, God's gonna come towards you. All right, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm gonna do my own thing, God. You come when you need to. Just come along. Change my life. Fuck something up for me to notice you. I'm waiting. Or do something absolutely extraordinary for me to notice you. How about that? How about that? All right, I'm a minute away from uh, my haircut place. So I'm gonna cut this off here. Oh, it's the right turn right here, okay. Oh, uh, yep, stop, okay. Woo, slippery road. All right, I've arrived. I'm gonna um, stop this. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Um, it may or may not have been hard to listen to, but that's okay. Yep, I'm here. There we go. Where is it? I think I just passed it. Oh, it's in this little strip. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have arrived. That is it for me. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Leave a review on Spotify, whatever. Follow me on Instagram at Brown. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you.